Hey everybody, welcome to the program this week. How are you in the sweltering days of summer? I am sitting here in a rain-soaked, drenched, drowned rat northeast corner of the United States right now. You know something, as I have stated in the past, and I will state now and into the future until my face turns blue, planning is everything for a successful landscape project. It is July right now, and the best time to do a landscape project is right around the corner. You know, developing a timeline and start dates are really, really critical, especially for the DIYer out there. It takes time between work, life, family, and other forces that come to bear. Fall will be here quicker than you think. Having that plan and being ready to launch with all materials, subcontractors if being used, equipment, all those things will make all projects come together much easier and be more successful and enjoyable throughout the whole process. So here we are in mid-July. And in 60 days, we will be in mid-September. The really launching point when many places in the country and world, the, the summer is waning and temperatures are starting to cool, days are getting shorter, and it's the perfect time to really get a project done. So what do you do? That is our discussion today. Fall is the best time for landscape projects, so planning them now and executing things later will be absolutely paramount to a nice successful DIY project. Now that said, everybody has fall at different times. Some places up north, late September is a great time. Sometimes when you're down south, or you're obviously closer to the equator, uh, late November may be your fall. You know your area best, so plan accordingly. I'm Matt and you can call me coach. Every week I bring to you DIY landscape education, design concepts and theories so you can tackle projects yourself, get the professional results that you desire, be a heck of a lot more self-reliant in these days and ages and save a lot of money in the process. Man, you know, after a 20 plus year career as a successful self-employed landscape designer, contractor, retail nursery manager and educated in horticulture, I really and strongly believe I bring with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I want to share with you, the new modern educated self-reliant homeowner of today. You know, the contracting world from which I came from, 60 days for a successful contractor is a blink of an eye. In the DIY world, 60 days or more can seem like a lifetime to someone who wants to start a project. I can't tell you how many times I have sat down at a kitchen table with somebody and they want to hire me, but their face turns to a frown when I say, can't get to you, I'm probably about 75 days out or I'm four months out. And they just look at you like you're from Mars and you've insulted the living hell out of them. It's just doing business. You know, projects take time. Life gets in the way a little bit. It is not the DIYer's daily world and planning something like a landscape project or any contractual type of residential makeover can seem awkward and cumbersome, especially if the DIYer is bringing in professional help. But for the sake of this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to make some calculated assumptions. And this is based on the average DIYer who wants to do this fall landscape project. So here are those assumptions. Like number one, you, 
you will be doing some or almost all of the project. That's assumption number one. Number two, you will have some professional help at some point in the project. Say for instance, you're not the most artistic, creative person in the world, so you're gonna hire a designer or an architect to draw the project up for you, then you're gonna execute it. Or maybe you don't know or are afraid of electrical work, and so you're going to have an electrician come in and run some electrical for your landscape project. Or you don't finish cement as well as you really wanna have it done, so maybe you're gonna do all the forming and then you're gonna have somebody come in the pour and finish for you, okay? So you're gonna have some professional help. Number three is you have allocated the funding in advance. You and yours have determined that you have a budget and if you ever, ever want to have a great read, check out Landscaping Simplified. It goes into detail on how to determine what your budget is based on your taste, your wants, and your needs. It really comes into play very much when allocating funding in advance. Number four, you have already or will have access to the necessary tools to start and more importantly, complete the project. Give you an example. I got an email from a, from a lady not too long ago and they have a house on a inverted triangle lot with a 15 degree slope to it. And they want to, based on my uh, rock garden boulder episode on YouTube, and here on the podcast, they want to do a, a boulder retainer and a boulder garden in the backyard. And do they have the necessary tools they're going to be able to get a load or two of boulders from wherever they can be dropped to the backyard? Maybe they're going to need power equipment like a skid steer or something to bring in some substantial boulders that are going to hold a hillside and all the backfill and drainage that's going to be needed behind it. So do you have those things and you are ready when launch day comes that, hey, you got everything in place. And number five, you have developed from previous experience or you have the confidence in yourself that you have the skills, the drive, and perseverance to succeed once you've put that shovel in the ground or that chainsaw into the tree that's coming out. All right, those are our calculated assumptions. You want to start in, let's say, uh, late September-ish. You will be uh, doing all the demolition yourself, saving thousands of dollars right there, down to whatever landscape canvas level you are trying to attain. Maybe it's taking everything out. You know, you're going right down to dirt, and then you're going to redo the whole thing. Or maybe you have a brand new home and it's just dirt now. So you need to start with some of the things that go on with brand new landscapes, underground work and drainage and running electrical conduits and all the other things that uh, come into play. Maybe you're gonna leave some of the things like maybe some of the mature trees that might be in your yard and you don't want to get rid of those. There's a lot of value in that. And maybe you're happy with uh, your patio area and the size that it is. So that's gonna stay, but everything else, it's going. To be clear, Please, let me be clear on this. I would really suggest you do not start unless you have created a design or plan that you can follow and others can follow and others can estimate off of your design. You've established that budget. You have, and this is probably, I should have moved this up in importance a little bit. You have agreement and congruency with everybody involved in this project. And guys, 
you know who I'm talking about. As the, the launch day approaches, you've attained the haul-off receptacles in the form of dumpsters, or you have access to trailers, or whatever it takes that when you start this fall landscape project, whatever you're taking out that day gets into that receptacle. You do not create a pile. Do not create a pile. Everything gets cut and moved, dug out and moved, scalped off and moved. Do not create a pile and create a double day of demolition for yourself. You have a timeline for your part of the project and how whatever professionals you're going to use, how they will enter and exit the project during your timeline. This all takes time and sometimes a lot of it. So that's why we're here in July and I'm telling you, now is the time to plan for mid to late September. 60 days is a minimum of time to plan and attain things and plan out the start date of your fall landscape makeover. But then we enter another phase. Then we enter the progress dance. The progress dance starts to ensure all elements are installed in a smooth and timely manner, that large time gaps are avoided, that you are not crowded by your subcontractor or contractors, and they are not crowded by you depending on what part of the project you're gonna do. Having that plan and schedule and that ever-present focus and eye on the ball is paramount to ensure forward progress and completion and enjoyment of it. It's something that memories can be made from and you can actually enjoy. Yeah, you may get a cut finger, you may uh, be sore and sweaty, but it's all the journey and not necessarily the destination, all right? So enjoy it. And that's where the planning and scheduling and everything comes into play. Now, with that stated, can life get in the way? Oh, oh, hell yes, it can. And sometimes in a big way. And you have to be mentally prepared for that going into it. Some contingencies can be put in place and sometimes they cannot. For instance, I'll give you a for instance. What if you've done all your demolition? Your, your start date was spot on. You got everything done. You followed coaches' suggestions and you had the dumpster or dumpsters there. Everything got done in a day or two, one weekend. And now you're ready for, uh, let's say you're ready for uh, Joe the cement guy. You call up Joe and go, Joe, just like the contract that I signed with you, I'm ready to go. So I'll see you on, uh, see you on Monday like the contract says. And Joe doesn't return your call. Joe doesn't return your text. Joe, after a few days, has disappeared with your deposit. Or maybe Joe is down with COVID, God forbid, and he doesn't return your phone calls. He's in intensive care in the hospital because he didn't get a shot or came down with something, or he's had a death in the family. So now what do you do? Your schedule started, and now you're relying on someone else and someone's dropped the ball. So now what? Well, like an old Clint Eastwood movie, follow the Marines and you overcome and adapt and you be able to move your progress forward, maybe in a slightly different step-by-step. -step. Maybe you move up your part that you were going to do after Joe was done and you start the underground work in advance. Maybe you get the drainage in and the irrigation in. Maybe all the soils are amended and the grading is all done. All the while you're continuing to try to get a hold of Joe or you're already starting to find another cement contractor. Maybe your darn project grinds to a freaking halt 
while you have to shop for a new concrete contractor. You've done all your other step ups and everything that you can do is done and now you need your cement contractor. You know, bastard, why did you abandon me? You can't go down that road. You have to stay positive. You have to find somebody else and you have to move your project forward. You can always deal with Joe later, but right now, you know, you want to move your project forward. You don't know what the weather is going to be like in a week or two weeks. For all you know, you could get an inch and a half of rain or six inches of snow. Now what? Okay. So when you are signing up contractors and stuff, make sure you choose wisely. Most contractors are good, honest, hardworking individuals and very accountable business people. But then there are those who are not. So word to the wise. Then there is life that jumps in your shirt as well. And we never want to think about these things, but maybe uh, you suffer a death in the family and all of a sudden everybody has to buy emergency plane tickets, fly to the other side of the country or world and attend a funeral or plan a funeral or settle an estate. This kind of stuff does come into play. Maybe you have a, a sick child that you have to take care of or a sudden job loss. How, how much did that ever happen last year, shall we? not want to estimate that. What can I say? You know, like the bumper sticker, shit happens and you have to be ready to adjust and plan for a successful change, whatever it takes. Do not give up. Do not throw your hands up in the air and say, F this, this is not for me. I can't do it anymore. Yes, you can. You can do it and you will do it because you made a promise to yourself and those around you. You will persevere no matter what it takes. Your confidence level by the end of this is going to be through the roof because you did not give up. You don't give up. You know, the average landscape makeover done by professionals, and when I say average, uh, uh, a new backyard with nothing there, the crew shows up on a Monday and literally by Friday afternoon, you may have a brand new yard. Well, for the average DIYer with all the other responsibilities of life, you can double, triple, or even quadruple that time a little bit. And it's okay. Just don't start mid-November when you know your rainy season really starts kicking in and you have professionals that can't form and pour in the rain and, and they don't want to work in mud and blah, blah, blah. So you really gotta, you really gotta make sure that if you're doing this fall project for you DIYers, plan accordingly. And maybe mid middle of September is uh, when you want to start and know your weather patterns. Really keep an eye on the sky. So be prepared mentally, especially mentally. Physically, get yourself in a little bit of preparation shape. Strengthen your back muscles, some leg muscles. Do a little exercise to really keep yourself toned up because landscaping will kick your body's butt if you're not used to it. And emotionally, you know, you're going to expect a few kicks in the teeth because even as much as you schedule and plan, if you turn part of your project over to someone else, now you've also turned over the responsibility. And if someone goes south on you, there's that kick in the teeth. You know, fall is the number one time to start and complete a landscape makeover. But guys and gals, summer is the time to plan it. Summer. So remember, 60 day minimum, 60 days to plan, design, attain, schedule, and start your project. Don't say six days, don't say 16 days, especially if you have others coming in. Remember that pros have schedules too. I can remember in the, the height of a couple times of my business, I was four and five months out before I could seriously start for people. So keep that in mind. 
Get your plan done, gather your estimates, establish your budget, line up your materials, especially availability in plants because availability starts to dwindle in the fall and you may have to have your nursery uh, really dig deep and special order things in to make sure you get the plant material that you want. Also, get some extra hands for the parts that you're doing. If you have a demolition weekend, man, there's no better way to keep everybody jazzed up by having more than just you and your nine-year-old boy out there doing the job. Man, get some friends from work. Ask family to, to come over for a barbecue afterwards, but we're gonna hit it hard and we're gonna get everything cleaned up in a day or day and a half. And it really makes everybody stay positive, stay strong, and always moving forward, you know? So more hands make a lighter work, isn't that the saying? You know, and once everything is all done, enjoy that finished product. Take photos during and after for posterity and memories, but also, for relocating underground elements like irrigation lines, drainage, cabling, electric, and gas. So if you ever sell the place, you can always hand down some of the digital photos or whatever you might have of where things are located in case they wanna make changes when they move in. This is one home improvement that can be made very smooth with some advanced planning, a lot of sweat, and some creativity, or it can be made a torturous event that people fall flat on their face and have a terrible outcome and vow never, ever to attempt again. So because you guys are smart, modern, self-reliant homeowners, hey, follow some sage advice from Coach here. You are spending thousands of dollars or more on a great return on investment type for your property value. Why not do it right the first time and in a manner that will have a great successful outcome? It's what this podcast is all about. It's what my YouTube channel is all about, is to have a successful outcome by planning and scheduling and thinking in advance. The more we educate ourselves ahead of time, mitigate negative outcomes with education, the better our projects will be, hands down. You know, with that thought in mind, I invite you to check out our products, Landscaping Simplified and Homescape 1.0, even the free 15-step giveaway. An investment like that will pay huge dividends in your landscape project success. And it's a very nominal investment, it really is. And it goes to help support the channel, the podcast, and yours truly. Thanks for staying with me, guys. I hope you got something out of this. Don't forget to drop in a comment. Check out the website. It's always listed below. And I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified and the flagship digital course Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.